Welcome, everybody, to Forgotten Heroes. Joining me today again is Chris, and I'm Zach. I don't know why I said joining me again, because he's here every <laughs> week. He doesn't really have a choice. Yeah, at this point, it's it's I'm on retainer, you know, <laughs> except you're not paying for me. So it's willing retainer, I guess yeah, would be the correct go. way to say it. Yeah, that's I probably probably will be the right should be the right way to say it. Today, we have a big one. We we go in the opposite of what we did last episode, and by opposite I mean last time we spoke about the Justice League. So now we're gonna go into their competitor. You can call them that, I guess, if you want. The Avengers. Before we get started, we are talking about the multiverse. We are talking about Marvel's multiverse, where a lot of times their different universes are caused by a change in the timeline, whether it's in the past or the current or the future or the present. You know, it's typically it's somebody goes back in time, fixes, does something, and then that made a whole different universe. But now you can travel to it. It's just there. It's really it's just hopping timelines, but they just simplify it and call it different Earths. So yeah, uh, just yeah, just be prepared for that. That's basically that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, the the thing about the Avengers is we're gonna mention the base team. We're gonna mention the six one six. We're gonna hit some important plot points. And we're gonna hit some current events. We're not gonna cover the whole thing. Because the sheer mass of the events involving the Avengers and just the standalones and the amount of reading and literature available, we could create an own like our own separate spinoff just uh, of talking about the Avengers. So we're gonna hit the base team. We're gonna make it, you know, give you some interesting plot points. But this is probably going to be a two-parter. We're not just going to talk about the 616. We're going to talk about 616 and a couple other teams this episode. And I think Zach and I have decided that there's enough kind of interesting, cool versions of the Avengers that we're going to continue this. I don't know if we'll necessarily continue it next week or sometime close in the future, but it is definitely going to be continued. So if you don't hear one of your favorite Avengers teams or something along those lines. Don't worry about it. We'll probably get to it. We just want to hit the ones that first sort of popped up in our head when we were thinking about this episode. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Because because the Avengers have been around. The team has been around since 1963 when it was yeah. first first released and published by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Like so, we cannot cover everything they've done. And obviously, you know, not everything that they've done typically is even truly in canon anymore is is part of the story because as comics have gone on they started using something called like kind of like a sliding it's like a sliding scale for their age typically so at some point whenever they want to reboot quote unquote reboot for marvel because in marvel never truly reboots it's like all right well you they don't really tell you when this is happening like what time what year a lot of this stuff is happening unless it's supposed to be in like the future or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so then they'll, because if, if they were going by first release, uh, none of these heroes should be heroes anymore. Like they, they'd, oh, they'd God, be, no. they, <laughs> they'd be like old, really old at this point. Well, I, I say really old. They'd be like, I don't know, 80. Yeah. If that, like, you know, if it, like at this point we have like 65, 70 years of material with just the Avengers. So it's you have plenty to check out, um, which kind of makes the reading recommendations a little bit difficult, too. We're not jumping to there yet. I don't want to fast forward. But when we were talking about reading recommendations before we jumped on here, Zach and I were just kind of like 
all right, so, like, we just tell him to read Avengers stuff? Because there's, just, like, all of it. Like, there's so much for you guys to read and for us to read and for me to read still. Like, I certainly haven't read all of it. Um, yeah. I'm sure Zach definitely comes a lot closer than I do. But yeah, I've it's... read some important stuff. Yeah. I would say all of it. Definitely not all of it, but... Oh, God, no. I don't think anybody's read all of it. Well, you know what? Now that I say that, I bet you... Right, but it's to the point that the Avengers have been around for so long, they have their Masterwork series where it's just like a hardcover book with a bunch of old comics of said person. You know, it could be like Iron Man, it could be like Thor, but, you know, like the Avengers. And that's not typically... And some sometimes they don't have all like one to five of the first volume, but there's a lot. And this is... When you when I think of a team or a comic book series that has, has, has a lot of volumes... It's the Avengers. It, to me, it's the Avengers yeah. and the Justice League because they've been around for so long. But also, when I when we say volumes, we're not talking about just specific volumes of a comic of like the comics, like graphic novels. Volumes kind of refers to the like the amount of times that team has specifically had their own comic runs. You know, so if we say a volume, then that really means that's the blank. That's the numbered iteration of this comic book series because there's also so many different versions of the avengers and we definitely can't get through all of them there's even a version of the avengers one small thing changed whole other team it's like all right well and there's so many teams on earth on 616 alone oh yeah just as it is just with that one earth we get enough iterations and disassembling and reassembling and joins and deaths and resigns and you know there's, there's, there's enough involvement that, you know, at some point, anybody who's a major player within the superhero community within comic books has kind of in, been involved or ran into the Avengers at some point. Mm-hmm. Like a lot that's, of... It's a huge scope. It's a huge scope. Yeah, there's like it's and it's, you, you know, there's so many. There's the, like I'm gonna name just I'm just gonna randomly throw in a few. We're gonna I'm not gonna talk about them, but I can. But ones that I can name just from Earth 616 alone. There's like, first up, you got Avengers 1 billion BC, which I know we've spoken about them before. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got you've got like the like Brooklyn Avengers. Um, you've got like squirrel the Squirrel Avengers for some reason. I don't know. They were just probably being silly in their Squirrel Squirrel Girl uh comic book. You have the AI Avengers, you have, you have just the Avengers Initiative, which yeah. I I will speak about what, exactly what that is, but just one Earth has so many different Avengers teams. They have different Avenger teams on different coastlines. Like that's yeah, it, the thing too. Like it extends even like within that close proximity. So it's the, the they're so prevalent and they're so frequent. That there is tons of material and tons of variety, which is great, personally. Like, it's it's incredible for me to, like, kind of see that as I was growing up and see all these options. And, you know, it's overwhelming for sure, but it's a nice kind of overwhelming because it's something that you enjoy. And you get, like, just a little bit different, like, iterations or completely different iterations, depending on the team and the timeline that you're talking about. So you get every single separation like <laughs> every single degree of separation that you could ask for when it comes yeah. to the avengers like the avengers just you know they are just 
they are, I would say, on their Earth, they're the most inspirational group of superheroes because they have had literally, like, every former member is is basically almost every single hero imaginable has been a part of the Avengers in some way, shape, or form, either reserve or, like, a splinter group, like Avengers UK or, like, Avengers of texas or something i'm just naming random like <laughs> they're not i said i would you would be like oh it's that's random avengers of texas it's a thing no nope, it it's happened. a thing they they probably didn't have the name avengers but that was the group that was associated with the avengers so before i go on this tangent of the initiative let's go back let's start with the with the group so, you know the, the avengers on their first appearance ever back in the early 60s you had hulk you had Tony Stark, Iron Man. You had Hank Pym, Ant-Man, Janet Van Dyne, Wasp, and Thor. And they all came together to fight Loki. Because Loki was using the Hulk for some reason. And Hulk's like, I, I'm i going to beat him up. And they're like, oh, we're, we're going to combine our powers and beat him up with you. And he's like, good, because I'm sick and tired of being hunted. And, you know, and then they grew to to include like Captain America shortly after. And then now, it literally, like I said... Almost every hero has been a member of the Avengers in some way, shape, or form. The yeah. current team, though, which the current team, like if you were to go pick up an Avengers comic book right now, like the current team is, um, the current team has Iron Man, you know, Captain America, Carol Danvers, Thor, Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider, Black Panther, Jennifer Walters' Hulk, and even, even Blade. They have blade the vampire hunter that man i felt like was gonna never be part of the avengers at any way shape or form and yeah then he's he like is. and now he's now he's he gets around apparently yeah and these you know and the avengers deal with all forms of of you know villains and harmful stuff to the planet mm-hmm. that one of them alone can't do a you know they can't can't do it alone that was the point the first time they ever joined they couldn't all beat loki so they like all right together we'll beat loki now that's what they do because you know they one of them could probably beat a couple of bad guys but all together they could stop an invasion of aliens or galactus himself or the beyonder and they have yeah and they've done it you know? And that's like the cool, the sort, the sort of key difference between the Justice League and the Avengers. To sort of quote last week, is that the Avengers will focus on threats that are based of this Earth and also not of this Earth, and that's sort of due to sort of the joining of godlike beings to their team. You know, whether it's something simple as Thor or something a little bit more complicated with like maybe Ares showing up for a stint or dealings with the sentry, things of that nature, where it's, you know, well, I, the sentry isn't technically godlike, but yeah. it's, it's, I mean, he has, he, he has the powers, but we're actually going to talk about him very briefly in a second here, where I can talk about his origin related to another specific team, which sort of negates the whole god thing. But anyways, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the key, the key difference there is that they deal with all of it. You know, the mm-hmm. Justice League, it's, um, how did you put it, Zach? It was gods trying to be men is the Justice League, and men trying to be gods is the Avengers. Yeah, and, and I they think each that's have like the one member of the team that is already that where is they want to be. or is not that. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's the perfect way to put it, 
if you're going to sum up both the teams and want to sort of give them your scope of understanding, just remember that saying, like, that's the way to do it. And so the Avengers scope is a little bit bigger. And because it's a little bit bigger, you get more from them. Um, and because I guess they were just, I think they were created earlier too, as well. So they have that on their side. Um, but that being said, doesn't, doesn't negate the Justice League, doesn't make one no. better or worse than the other one. They're both rad. We both love them equally. But it's just with the Avengers, there's a lot of material. There's a lot mm-hmm. of material. There's, so there's yeah. tons, and then there's even there's even material to the point that they've had to fight other superhero teams. Like they fought first, they they have fought the Justice League in their crossover event, you yeah. know, and like and which is even even had too. some. Yeah, they they fought the X Men. Like the Avengers fought the Justice League, and even before that, sometimes Spider Man was hanging out with Batman. Free uh, Batman teamed up with Captain America to take down the Red Skull and Joker, and then the only reason they that they won, really, is because the Joker found out the Red Skull was actually a Nazi. He's like, listen, I may be a psychopath, but I'm an American psychopath. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I hate Nazis. I got That was one of the best surprises of my childhood. I will say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it's like, oh, Joker's a psychopath. He would probably team up. He's like, no. No. I'm an American psychopath. He's not a Nazi. <laughs> Yeah, I hate Nazis. It's like, well, but you're a psychopath. That don't mean I like Nazis. I'm like, all right. Well, listen, Joker has some class. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Joker. But the Avengers <laughs> have literally done, I would say done it all. They've gone into, they're so important that they've teamed up with Spacebound. Like, they've teamed up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They've teamed up with members of the Shi'ar Empire. They've teamed up with the Kree and the... Well, maybe not the Skrulls. Not really the Kree. But they've get, gotten involved in the Kree-Skrull War. You know, to be like, hey, keep... Leave Earth alone. That We don't care if this is strategically in the middle. Get out. You know, they've... They're so impo- important to the universe that other beings are like, I want to be like the Avengers of Earth. Or... Hey, if we need help, we could probably call them somehow. Like, that's how important. And it's like they came from Earth, which a lot of things joke that Earth is the backwater of the universe. Okay, then why the heck are the the Avengers so important in the universe? Like, they have done it all. They've, They've defeated a celestial host, and this is recent. Like, by recent, I mean, like, probably two, three years ago at this point, but this is their recent... Yeah, recent run. They defeated the Celestial, and now it's their base of operations. Like, the Avengers Mountain, that they because they don't have the mansion anymore. But they they work out of Avengers Mountain, which is just an iced-over corpse of, an, of, an, of a Celestial. Which a lot of you might be thinking, like, ew, that's disgusting. You gotta remember, these Celestials are back in our chill episode, where we just rambled. Um... They're pure energy beings, so their bodies are more like suits, more like an Iron Man suit. So you killed the Celestial, cool. The suit is now like a building. Yeah, it's fine. It's just there, makes right. excellent it, housing. You know, free heating, I would say free electric. You want to do an? Yeah, you want to do another comparison? It's like Voltron. Like you could yeah. walk, you could walk about Voltron, probably, or like maybe Voltron, Power Rangers, Megazord, whatever. You can walk about it. There's rooms in there for some reason, or they can or they can put in rooms. It's whatever. But the Avengers are just, and I know I keep saying this, they are the quintessential superhero ideal in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to the point They're... that when they had their civil war, um, which was a lot more encompassing than the MCU, but that's because the MCU did not really have a whole lot of heroes to encompass. But this involved like the entire community. Oh yeah. That when the I guess I would say maybe spoilers, but not really if you've watched Captain America Civil War. You know, when the Accords, when the Superhero Registration Act went through and the Avengers that sided against it lost, you had two different Avengers teams, the Mighty Avengers and the Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers was obviously, you know, hey, we don't want to be part of the registration, but we're going to still be superheroes. And then the Mighty Avengers, which was the public one, they the, the Mighty Avengers trained other super beings called the and the Avengers Initiative to then go off and join other teams in their home states. Like they were literally they were gonna have fifty Avengers teams in each state of America. Oh yeah. Like it's, that's it's, just impressive. I, I love the comparison that you made where you talked about sort of like other planets hearing about the Avengers influence and things of that nature. Like they're cosmic as far as like influence wise. They yeah. have reached other worlds. You know, we talked about the Kree Skrull War and things of that nature. That gives you a really good picture or idea of just how encompassing they are. You know, I can't use that word enough. I've used it probably 16 times already when I'm describing <laughs> the Avengers in this episode, but it's true. We need, we need, because we they need a thesaurus are, with us, Chris. We need a thesaurus are, to use different words. They are all over the place. It's insane. You have you have so much material. And it's great. And they have – like, honestly, living in a Celestial right now is kind of like the biggest flex that the Avengers, I think, have had so far, honestly. Hey, uh, yeah, the biggest flex is we beat a Celestial. I mean, yeah, yeah it was a bad one, and he was, like, infected with some not a good death, dude. death yeah. thing or whatever yeah. that was killing other Celestials. It's like, all right, yeah, but we beat one, and now we live in it. Uh, Back off. Yeah. That's what that, that's what that says to me to the that's what that's in a way that's what they're saying to the universe. Like not even that, but I remember reading that event or reading that beginning of the new of the new current run of the Avengers. Robbie Reyes Ghostwriter possessed the body of a celestial and I'm like, um, excuse me? Yeah. Like and then he went he went like mecha battle with other celestials as the ghost I calling him the, the ghost celestial. Like holy crap. Yeah, well, Ghost Rider's had his own foray into having some godlike powers, but that is for a different episode. So we right. well, that... go too far out there. But yeah, exactly. still, still very cool to picture and to. Not even that, like that, that, and I don't want to get onto this tangent of this Ghost Rider, but Robbie Reyes is not like a typical Ghost Rider. He doesn't have a spirit of vengeance. He has a spirit that gives him the powers, but he's not like yep. Johnny Blaze. But we're not here to talk about Ghost Rider. We're here to talk about the Avengers. And the Avengers are just, again, they're so important. Like, they've inspired Excalibur, which is, I would just say, the the UK's Avengers. You know, mm-hmm. they've inspired, they just inspired, like, so many teams. To the point that I think even when they visit those places and they're like, oh, hey, we're, you know, oh, my God, you've inspired me. You're so important. Like, yeah, the Ru- Russia has the Guardians, yeah, you know they got they got their own they got the Red Guardian they they mm-hmm. they've got their own squad like sure they probably built they probably made them out of oh well if America has this team it's like yeah a little bit of fear but you but they inspired them to be better than when they were first formed oh yeah yeah quick sidebar for Red Guardian um I think David Harbor 
is going to be the best part about the Black Widow movie as Red Guardian. Just saying I, that. Just want to throw so that too. out there. Yeah, I think so too. We'll they, return back to the Avengers right now, but I think David Harbour's Red Guardian is an incredible casting choice, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. It's the only like, reason I'm going to that movie, I'll be honest. Yeah, of several reasons, but that is definitely a good reason for me. But like, like I said, the Avengers are just... They've done it all. They literally have done it all. They have... I would say they've they fought gods, they fought reality warpers, they fought multiversal threats and won. Especially when that multiversal threat defeated other Avengers teams, and then it's like, all right, I beat a I beat a bajillion of you. Event six one six shows up. Oh crap! Like, yep. you can't beat- touch this. The six one six swag, dude. <laughs> this- <laughs> Literally, this is I, how I coin it. The six one six Avengers why I'm team. Laughing. Yeah, that's it's the quintessential. It is the team. Like literally, like we can't stress that enough. Six one six Avengers is the true Avengers team. And so mm-hmm. you get, like Zach said, you get plenty of different sort of offshoots from the Avengers and different influences and things of that nature. Um, and from that, obviously, when we talked about the Justice League last week, we mentioned that there was a Justice League Dark. Which was still in the good realm guys. of, yeah, still in the realm of good alignment. You know, sometimes they would fall a little bit more to the chaotic good. But when we move into sort of the opposite here for the Avengers, aka the Dark Avengers, um, we cross that line completely. So, well, I Dark would say Avengers. The, if I'm, I'm just want to say it. the opposite of the Avengers, yes, I would say technically by name is the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Obviously, there are the, the opposite, masters of evil, I think, or whatever, and it's like, all right, yep. well, we're not here to talk yeah. about them. We're here to talk about the Avengers. No, 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 no. we're gonna we're gonna save the masters <laughs> of evil because that is that is that that one's pretty encompassing as it is too. So for this one, we're just gonna touch on sort of like one not really great team of Avengers. Well, they're a great team of Avengers, but when I say not really great, I mean that they're they're composed of mostly bad guys. Yeah, they're not they're not exactly you know to the public. I think friendly. Yeah, type. before you get into it, Chris, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, to the public, they were the Avengers, and they were good. But yeah. obviously, you know, we, as the audience, as the reader, you know, behind the scenes, that, this, no. This we, knew bad, that, we knew that some bad bullshit guys. was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, the Dark Avengers, once again, they were masquerading as Avengers, um, sort of similar to a team we talked about last week in our Justice League episode. Um, the Dark Avengers was formed by Norman Osborn. So that is the Green Goblin, Harry Osborn's father. Um, and they were formed after the Skrull invasion, um, which saw Osborn become the head of the 50 State Initiative, the Thunderbolts Initiative, and S.H.I.E.L.D., um, simply because of his standing and the amount of desecration and the fact that he was kind of one of the few left standing. Um, and after becoming the head of all of those, he disbanded all of them, you know, two differing results with each. We won't get too deep into it because that's where we get kind of into the weird superhero politics and then the timelines kind of diverge. And we want to make sure that we don't bog you guys down with the details and focus on the team and the members and the significant events. So if you're interested, we'll have reading recommendations about what happens when he disbands those initiatives and shield. Um, but for now, we're not going to mention it. Um, so the members of the Dark Avengers, um, once again, these guys are masquerading as the Avengers to fool the public, which makes them even more sinister. Um, so we have Venom, 
um, with Matt Gargan as the host as Spider-Man. Um, and we have Dakin as Wolverine. So if you remember, that is Wolverine's bastard child, one of his many bastard child. Um, we mentioned Dakin very briefly in the Wolverine episode. So go check that out if you're not familiar with who I'm talking about, because he's got a cool backstory and he is my favorite of Wolverine's bastard children, which is a very odd statement, but I will die on this hill. So uh, Bullseye is masquerading as Hawkeye. Um, Bullseye, if you're unfamiliar with him, is Daredevil's, one of Daredevil's sort of arch nemesis, very much an OG bad guy. Um, so him as Hawkeye is a very good fit because he has incredible accuracy. And um, I believe he it extends into clairvoyance in some iterations as well. So it's sort of hand in hand with Hawkeye. Um, you get Moonstone as Miss Marvel, um, who is a sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, a superhuman, super strength, speed sort of posing. Um, like I said, as Miss Marvel, um, she has some interesting tidbits to her character, but I want to make sure I get through the rest of the team first. Um, we have Sentry, who I mentioned earlier, um, Ares, who is the god, um, and of course Norman Osborn took up the mantle as Iron Patriot, um, aka to fill the Iron Man role with the team, once again to fool the public. And we have someone called No-Var, I hope I'm saying that correctly, as Captain Marvel. Um, uh, so if, if, it's, I... if it's the – yeah, you're saying it right, um, I believe – if it's a Cree name, which I'm sure he is, uh, I think you would say, like, Novar. Novar. Their names are really yeah, weird. Novar. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, once again, yeah, Novar is Cree. He has the superhuman speed, and he's posing as Captain Marvel, as I said. So, we have kind of an interesting um, conglomeration of heroes here, at least with the first, first sort of assembling of the Dark Avengers. Um, you know, where most of their storylines that they're involved in, they rarely go well. Um, not necessarily for the sake of them just being bad guys, but just for the sake of a lot of the times the team runs into this, you know, contributing theme that Norman Osborn is, um, how you say it? Oh, insane. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> so that really sort of like puts the team in a couple different <laughs> and very uh, tough positions more than once, which is why there's been a couple iterations of the Dark Avengers, because... Norman's so friggin' batshit that he ends up putting people in such weird positions and pitting the team against itself, and people die, and therefore he has to look for new Avengers, and the whole thing just, you know, on and on it goes in the circle of insanity that is Norman Osborn. You know, they, 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 they say that you do the same thing and expect different results, you're insane. That's Norman Osborn with the Dark Avengers. I think that definitely fulfills that role. Um, but yeah, Osborn seeks to sort of control them through fear. So there's a storyline where he actually kills someone important to the Sentry uh, because the Sentry ends up losing his mind a little bit. Um, once again, you're going to sense a theme here. This is not the first time I'm going to mention somebody losing their mind. Um, it is actually the second. Uh, he loses his mind when he figures out the sort of actual true nature of his origin story, which is actually pretty sad. Um, and realizes that more or not, it's happenstance or a mistake or just he was in the right place, wrong time, wrong place, right time, however you want to put it. It puts him in a big tizzy. So Norman murders one of his very, very close personal relationships. I'm not going to say who for nature of spoilers if you want to read it. Um, and yeah, it's sort of that's the sort of 
approach for the Dark Avengers. A lot of the times, you know, there's not nearly anywhere close as friendly as the Avengers, as the name would sort of mention. Um, but yeah, the Siege storyline um, brings about the death of a couple characters, and most of the members get arrested except for Dakin, who actually manages to escape. Um, and then, once again, Osborne, in his infinite insanity, somehow recruits other people to help him get out of the highly secure facility he's held in, and he forms the new Dark Avengers um, with a whole host of other members. Um, I, Apec, as Spider-Man, Trickshot as Hawkeye, Toxic Doxy as Scarlet Witch, Superior as Miss Marvel, Gorgon as Wolverine, and Scar as Hulk. So you get a whole new coast, host of characters. He literally wipes the slate clean and gets a whole new team of people to sort of do his bidding and help him continue his crazy, insane plots. So, yeah, Dark Avengers are very, very uh, dark, no pun intended. <laughs> you know, dark and insane, that, moody and brewing and everything. You're yeah. right. Like, they they are def- – now, what's funny about when you mentioned the, the new Avengers – the new Dark Avengers, excuse me – Scar really isn't a bad guy, but he wouldn't. I guess he wouldn't be considered, you know, because you you have a a Hulk. Any Hulk yeah. most uh, mostly can look like a bad character because, especially, you know, you piss them off, they they smash, you know. So everybody else, everybody else is a bad guy. Trickshot is actually Hawkeye's brother. Surprise, mm-hmm. he has one of those. They also he also grew up on the in the circus with Hawkeye, but he stayed a criminal. You know, Superior is is like the worst interpretation. I would say, like the way some a lot of media portrays feminists, or the way you know people yeah. like the bad image of feminists of like men suck, women are yeah. bad. Like she is that poor idea of a feminist to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's written to like. It really seems like she's written to piss dudes off and make them not want to become feminists themselves when in reality if you just want equality you're a feminist but superior right. is yeah she is literally like Ugh, penises suck cut them off snip snip ladies like literally it's <laughs> like the most toxic you can get which like you know if you understand her backstory it's like okay i guess i can understand where you're coming from but at the same time she she's written really weirdly i'm glad you brought that up zach yeah she she is and it, it's funny because you mentioned toxy doxy Forget, first off, forgot that was her name entirely. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love how it just name. rolls off the tongue, huh? Ugh. But, like, <laughs> she doesn't even, like, and then she went by, she went as Scarlet Witch. She doesn't even have magic powers. All her powers are from, like, chemicals that she injects herself with to give different powers. Like, yeah. it's all about confusing opposite. other people in thinking that she has powers. Once yeah, again, and then, it, it's like a placebo for, like, an Avengers which is, which is exactly what it, you know Iron Patriot Norman Osborn was going for. It's funny yep. that you mentioned he was filling the Iron Man role. He was, but also he was filling the role of the leader of slash Captain also Captain America. Right, Captain America. Yep. I think he was. It was in in their first appearance. He was like going through the list of like, all right, you know, we need we need a spider. We need, uh, you know, basically swords. That was Wolverine. You know. We need these things. And then Ares, he's like looking at the old picture of the Avengers and Ares is like, and he's like, what am I, mi-? Norman Osborn's like, what am I missing? And Ares casually eating a bowl of cereal, walking by, it's like, you're missing the night? Me, yeah. You, you know, he, well, he was the god role. Mm-hmm. And then you had um, Sentry 
as I don't know, I don't know what his role really was, but a time bomb. <laughs> yeah, especially considering <laughs> the fact he had his his if he went too full into his powers, his, the his evil half void would switch with him. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna get too far into century because this is not about century. But uh, but Ares was like, you need the knight and the and the soldier. You know, you don't have either one of those, and I don't think you can find somebody to fill the role. So I so Norman Osborn just went, screw it, I'm gonna do both. He's the yeah. symbol of patriotism and an iron per and the knight. But then it's funny. He has, I have, I, uh, peck like a, I, a, P, a, E, C. I, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that. I, peck, sure... I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. That's yeah. how I always say it. First off, that's, he's a God as well. Secondly, mm-hmm. when he looked like Spider-Man, the dude has six arms. I'm sorry. How do you screw that up? How do you not go? That's not the Spider-Man that I know. Yeah. You know, he's got... Just, his basic form itself is just kind of like, all right, something seems off here. Well, his real form is like a man with... A giant man with spider with a bottom... It's like a centaur, but replaced the horse with a giant spider body. Like, spider, that's what... Yeah. yeah, that's what he is. They had the U.S. agent, Dark Captain America, if you want to call him, which everybody loves to hate him now on this TV show. Oh, and, yeah. Everybody loves to hate John Walker right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point. But I mean, yeah, yeah. And then you have, and then you, you, they even had a Thor. They had Ragnarok, which was a mm-hmm. android clone of Thor. But like, cat, I, Norman Osborn is, first off, he's not qualified to to lead a Shield-like company or the Avengers team. Like, we're just gonna go off with that. He is not qualified. I don't care who who's writing him. I, he. You you try to tell me he's now turned over a new leaf? That no, burn that leaf because that is not happening. <laughs> this man is not changing. You cannot change Norman Osborn. But he is this team. I liked this team actually because they actually had to deal with like they had to deal with very big heavy hitters, and but then also still look like heroes, but then also be who they really are. First off, Dakin, my man, Oof. keep yeah. your pants on. Yeah. Stop sleeping with with Moonstone. You know, you and then you flirted with with Bullseye. I'm like, bro, can you can you stop? Well, he's <laughs> like, Wolverine's what, son. Can you? He's also a bastard child of Wolverine's son. He's right. literally like a factor of <laughs> like uh, yeah. Wolverine's horny exploits as himself. Oh <laughs> so. yeah. And, I, and I'm not. I'm not. Tell, and I'm not. You know. Don't twist that as an oh you don't he he needs they need to be straight. I don't care. But bro, oh, no. relax yourself. Like you can't. Yeah, don't do that. He's aggressively horny. I agree with you. I have no problem <laughs> with the whole. He is aggr- with yeah. the whole gay thing. I am, you know, or the bisexual, the, whatever he is. But yeah, like, yeah. Relax, my friend. Relax. Chill. You'll, 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 you'll get somebody. Relax. Yeah, it's a whole. <laughs> you're right. It's, it's an interesting team, and they because it's an interesting team, they come up to cool threats. But I also think it's a team that, based on the characters that they threw together, I think the writers were really smart when they disbanded it because it it, it wasn't sustainable. Like if you right. think about not only just like Sentry himself, but Norman Osborn, if you think about Dakin's sort of malicious nature, um, if you just think about the fact that you have a god, that you have Ares on there as well, you know, on top of everything, it's – 
it puts them in a, in a position where it's not sustainable. You know, they're not necessarily a one-off. They have a couple different events. They actually have a pretty decent run considering that they, you know, are assembled and disassembled a couple times. But it's, it, it, it's, 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 I don't want to compare it to the Suicide Squad because they're not, it's not that. No, that would be the Thunderbolts, if anything, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. Which is I was what, about to say that. Right. Yeah. Which is what this team, the, the new Dark Avengers became. They became the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts yeah. are like, all right, you're here, you're villains, but you're trying to reform. But you, but obviously you can't just go, well, I was a villain and now I'm a good guy. Because nobody's going to believe you. So you want to yeah. you you want to prove that you're trying to be good. You you're part of the Thunderbolts, usually led by either a reformed villain or a hero, a currently known hero. You know, if it's and, led by Norman Osborn, run because it's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. And then right, and the Dark Avengers had a big important event. They had siege. They literally yep like went to war with Asgard. Mm-hmm. And now I say that, and you're probably like, well, how the heck did they get there? Well, at this point, Asgard was actually floating in, uh, I want to say mid, mid, I want to say midwestern, uh, midwestern America. Yeah, so just floating, is just gone. floating there. We have Asgard now. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of where it was. Yeah, and that was yeah. sort of yeah, that was due to a bunch of events that you know once again would take plenty of time to explain, so we won't get too deep into that. But um, that actually comes up a couple times. That event of Asgard coming to Earth comes up a couple times with a couple different Avengers teams. Um, so you'll notice that we're, we're actually going to mention them in the next team that we're going to talk about. <clears throat> but I'm glad that you brought that up because that siege, even though that that whole event brought together so many teams and was influential for so many story arcs, especially the Dark Avengers, um, that it, it it's worth its weight in comic book pages and in gold, essentially <laughs> that, that event itself, or vibranium, if we're talking about, uh, or vib- Oh my God. No, I mean, no, at this point, vibranium <laughs> is worth as much as pennies. Thanks to T'Challa. So no, it's not <laughs> worth as much as vibranium, but I think that event itself was hugely influential to the dark adventures, um, as well as to a couple other teams. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool team. It's a really great conglomeration of like people trying to be something else and masquerading, you know, with the cherry on top, with the always crazy, unfallible Norman Osborn. So I, I love the Dark Avengers. You know, they never last long, but they're always enjoyable. They really are. And it's, you know, and the, just the, the first off, I wanted to, and I know, and this happened. I remember why this happened. The Dark Avengers happened and I went. Okay, we're well, gonna have a dark X Men team. Surprise! I was proven correct. Mm-hmm. I got slapped in the face by Marvel, basically being like, "Yes, we're gonna have a dark X Men." I'm like, "Oh, okay, damn." You know, you <laughs> know right. it was like, Shit. "Okay." It was basically it was like Marvel did the Year of the Villain or the year, you know, whatever Years of the Villain before DC ever did. But this was so cool. This was so cool. And then to use Norman Osborn specifically. Because they could have used anybody. They could have been yeah. like uh, Red Skull, uh, Baron Zemo, you know. Oh, there's plenty uh, of people that could have been in Osborn's stead, but they chose him, and I think they chose him for a reason. Yeah, and well, because you needed a, a billionaire like Tony yeah. Stark, and Osborn was pretty close. Like, yeah. 
Because if you think about it, so even when I said that, I was like, oh, I could have used like Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom didn't care. Doctor Doom's no. like, I got my own country. I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit enough to form a team. He has <laughs> plenty of like interest in his own power as it is. But I think they chose Osborn because like you could very easily argue that Zemo or Red Skull, the two that you mentioned, could get themselves in the same position as Norman Osborn. I think they chose yeah, Norman Osborn because of like the connotation of like what we used to know him as and where he is now. I think it, right. it brings a little bit more. It rounds his character out if you can round out that type of character anymore. You know, it it, it puts him in a position where it's like, oh, you know, they're comparing him to the opposite of Tony Stark type thing, like you said. But at the same time, he's also Norman Osborn. <laughs> like, there's no other way to describe him than just that. Yeah, like. He is Norman Osborn. He is the Green Goblin. You know he's the Green Goblin. But it was really good to sh- for them to be like, all right, well, what if the public accepted him as yeah. the leader of the Dark Avengers, as the Avengers for the public eye in the comic book? It's like, okay, well, he's reformed. I, sure, in the comic – now, obviously, not everybody believed him in the comics, but obviously, you know, as the reader, you're like – this isn't gonna. This is not gonna end well. You just know it's like this is gonna fall apart, which thankfully did not happen with mm-hmm. the next group of Avengers, the Young Avengers. Which I swear, Marvel, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this somehow, please, please make this team happen. I don't care who is part of it. You already have teased us at least f- four members. All right. True. I don't care who you feel to make the rest of it. Please do it. Please, please, please. I think it'd be really interesting to see a Young Avengers based in, like, a Feige universe. I think that would be very... I think getting a Young Avengers based on the MCU timeline that we have right now is very, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, technically speaking, recently, you added another member. Like, you have five. That's true. You hold... Like, come on. Let's go. So, the Young Avengers... Formed by Nathaniel Richards or Kang. If you were listening to our Kang episode, you know, he formed the Young Avengers by coming back in time to fight, to form them to fight his future self. He became Iron Lad. We're not going to get into how dumb of an idea that probably was for two yeah, time Yeah, we, we from get the into that not. plenty with the Kang episode. If you yes. listen to the Kang episode at all, when you heard Nathaniel Richards, you should have had. Every single fucking alarm bell in your brain going off. <laughs> you heard that name. Oh, crap. <laughs> right. So he formed them uh, by accessing the memories of the original Vision after Scarlet Witch had a – I don't – it's – yes, it was a mental breakdown, but, you know, sometimes comics are not very good at expressing exactly what happened. She had – she was having – tough times and her powers accidentally went haywire killed uh vision hawkeye and the jack of hearts i believe uh i know vision 100 percent. i know vision oh yeah so you have the two people that i'm it's been a, it's been it's been a while i have to look into no, I that think more jack of hearts was definitely killed in that event you're right i just the, the he she killed three i know two i don't remember the third but that's what but that this is the aftermath so he accessed Vision's memories of like an Avengers initiative, like in case we ever they needed the Avengers or the Avengers are getting too old, these guys are the people to look into to re- to replace them. So the original Avengers team, 
and I'm going by their names. Their superhero names. Iron Lad, Patriot, Hulkling, and Asgardian. All right? So that includes Eli Bradley as Patriot. Teddy Altman, Hulkling. So he was big green buff. Iron Lad. We all know who that is. And Billy Kaplan, or if you watch WandaVision, Billy Maximoff. He was Asgardian. That was the original four. But then at the same time, they actually added two more members in their first appearance. They added Kate Bishop Hawkeye, who will be appearing in the Hawkeye TV show, and Cassie Lang, who went by stature. And she could grow and shrink because she was – first she was like, I don't have any superpowers. And then in that comic, she got pissed off and kind of grew, like grew to, I don't know, I want to say 10 feet tall, 15 feet. Whatever. Enough that it was seen as a superpower. Well, she was like, she was like, I don't have any powers, and they're like, Yeah, then why, how are you growing? And then, because <laughs> she was, because as a kid, she messed with her with her dad's pin particles to the point that I guess she absorbed enough, or her body could just start making it. I again, comic book logic. They don't fully go, they don't fully go into it until later, mm-hmm. which, which is fine. So then, you know, the and then the group has expanded to include like Miss America who I believe might be making an appearance in the Doctor Strange 2 movie because she is from an alternate dimension. Um, Billy changed his name to Wiccan, which was such such a good choice because Asgardian just sounded so silly. Included yeah. his his the reincarnation of his brother, Tommy Shepard, Speed. If you want to know why I said reincarnation, listen to our, Wanda, our WandaVision episode. We explain more on what the heck is going on with her kids? You know, they've they've included Kid Loki. Alright? And now I say Kid Loki. It's not Loki from the past. It was the fact that in in Marvel, Loki can't die. He wrote himself out of death, basically. So anytime he does die, he just gets brought back in a new form. And it, this new form was that of a child. Um, so he was kind of more innocent than his previous selves were so he's like all right well i want to be kind of a good guy i don't want to be like my because everybody knew oh that's loki he's bad guy he's like i'm not bad that was my past versions suffice to say status quo was returned to the comics uh you know you've included marvel boy Mm -hmm. novar we just talked about him from the dark avengers um he's also from another dimension we're not going to get into his earth but that's who he is, Prod- a mutant prodigy, and even Vision himself. Like, and th- this team, just I would say, is I if the coolest version of just like just a kid, just like young versions of, you know, the the main team. You know, like D- DC has Young Justice or the Teen Titans, but I think the Young Avengers might be cooler because. First off, they also, when they were formed, the Avengers were like, no, you can't do this. They went, uh, screw you, we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they had all their equipment and their costumes taken away, and then Kate Bishop was like, hey, I have more stuff. And they yeah, like, she's literally like, I suited up again, found a different warehouse, and kept doing what they were doing. Yeah, so they I, I, other yeah. superhero teams. I like think the they, live, they, they live up to their name. You know, they they're do. like pretty encompassing as like the OG 616 Avengers. Right. They they really they are they live up to that name, which is pretty good. You know, 
they've done a lot of stuff, especially when it's like, all right, yeah, they're kids, but like they're still they're they are the next Avengers, but they're yeah. they're not waiting. They're gonna do it now, you know. And they've definitely come over. It's like tough trials, you know, defeating the Norman Osborn's Dark Aven- Young Avengers, which uh, at this point I'm starting to think Norman Osborn just had a power trip whenever he was in charge. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure, he's definitely obsessed with power. <laughs> I would agree with that 100. percent But they, and and they just they are they're they're literally my favorite. and also and I keep saying they're my favorite, but First off, Hulkling is not just a Hulk. That was his code name. Really, he's a Kree Scroll hybrid child. You know, so he is his father was if I if, his mother actually I believe was the princess the of the scrolls. And his his father uh, I believe is it was Marvel, the first Captain Marvel. That shows you just how dope he is. You know, yeah. he's got... Yeah, he does have half-siblings. But also, I'm sorry, but you... I don't care who you are. You cannot tell me Hulkling and Wiccan are the cutest... Are not the cutest couple. Oh, no. yeah. And this team, you know, I've, for me, I feel like I've seen them grow. Like, yeah, they've had different members. They've done different stuff. Cool. But Hulkling is now the emperor of the Kree Skrull Alliance, and his co-emperor is is Wiccan. Like, first off, you have a, a Kree Skrull hybrid who can shape shift and has roughly this similar powers to his dad, and then his husband could just magic your ass into oblivion. Yeah. As far as couple goals go, these guys are it. Like, yeah, really, yeah, it's like power couple to the max. You have an emperor and an undefined wizard. Like, holy crap, so cool. Right. And then, you know, Patriot. I think to my, if I remember correctly, for when they first started, he didn't have powers. He no, actually he was didn't. taking a mutant growth hormone, basically taking drugs. Because you're, this is Marvel, and the, like even DC and Marvel, if they're super beings, there's a way to give normal people superpowers, but obviously it's gonna have terrible side effects. Oh yeah. You know, he's taking taking drugs to be superpower to be a superhero. Don't do drugs, people. And then he got really wounded in battle, and he needed a blood transfusion, so he got it from his grandfather Isaiah Bradley, who is Captain America in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Right, he was Captain America after Steve. He was one of the OG super soldiers. If you've seen episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you get a very interesting little cameo to Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying, Feige, please yep. make this make this squad happen. I think I that's one of the reasons this. that they included him in there is that they're definitely gonna do. I mean, they have to do a Captain America stand-in if they're gonna do Young Avengers, but right, yeah, but like this team is just it's really cool and then like yeah this might be some teen drama oh well what it whatever but they have grown since then they have grown since that they are my i think my favorite quote unquote kid superhero team yeah they're pretty good and there's 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 decent amount of sort of uh 
conglomerations and you know joinings and disassemblings just like the regular avengers too so they, right. they they really live up to the name you know they don't do it all just as much as the avengers simply because they haven't been around as long but yeah, they're a little they're need... probably a little too young to go gallivanting across the planet but they'll oh, probably definitely, do it anyway yeah. cosmically <laughs> they're not ready for sure um but yeah at the same time as far as like a stand-in yeah young avengers they could do it very easily yeah, do you think – I feel like they could definitely last – I feel like if they, they'd be in the history books of their Earth in the future, wouldn't you say? I feel like they'd be that important. I think they might should be that important, that people in their timeline in the future, they learn about the Young Avengers. Oh, yeah, that they would show up in the history books for sure. Even if the Young Avengers end up never growing up. I think at the very least they're <laughs> like just they going stay to, the no. young Avengers, but they never truly become the Avengers. Well, I was thinking a little bit more darker, like they kill off the young Avengers in a new issue. Oh well, I mean like that, but you know, at the very least, um, yeah, they would definitely make it into the history books for sure. No yeah. question about that. And, yeah, I don't you know. know. You think they could, they could, they could probably be in the history books in a few, few decades. You know, when you say like 70, <laughs> 70 years from now. <laughs> yeah i would yeah but yeah no i think they would 100 percent fall into the history books maybe 70 years later let's say oh 2099 by chance so here we are at the next avengers team which is the avengers of 2099 so there's not a lot of information on these guys we do have another team that they kind of run into during their sort of arc um, that we'll mention very, very briefly. Um, so, yeah, this team, the 2099 Avengers, was created by Tyler Stone, um, who eventually handed the team down to Miguel Stone, his son, who then became the CEO of Alchemax. So oh, Alchemax right. is a, yep, it is a very, very big company in 2099. Uh, at um, some point... Chris is just going to yell at me to be quiet for like <laughs> stupid stuff. But yes. I mean, I, interrupt, I'm sorry I to, interrupt you all the time. So it's totally Yeah, cool. and I don't want to. I'm coming in here with my um, actually. Yes, yeah. if Miguel Stone sounds familiar for some reason, at least his yep. first name. This is a alternate version of Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. Except his daddy's around. Except he was raised by his dad properly, like instead of yep. some, whatever happening in his original. Instead of his dad get, dying. So this time, you know, he, instead of him dying in this, he gets, I believe he gets paralyzed or handicapped to some extent. And so he can't keep running the company day to day. So he hands it down to his son, um, who then takes over the 2099 Avengers. So members of the 2099 Avengers, um, a couple of them take their superhero aliases rather literally in a very, very interesting way. One of which, a great example of this is a woman named Tanya, also known as Black Widow. Now, if you ever have taken a biology course, you know that the Black Widow spider um, is really deadly and will consume um, very frequently. And that is exactly what Tanya does. So not only is she a master of espionage and wonderful in hand-to-hand combat, just like everything we know and love about the OG Black Widow, but whenever she takes somebody on a date... Um, she eats them afterwards because Tanya is a serial killer. <laughs> so 
it really, really brings out the whole lovely red hourglass aspect that you see in the Black Widow because this 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 girl takes it to a whole nother level and I really gotta give her credit because she goes ham. You know, she's a little crazy and she goes ham and it is such an interesting and yet somehow very literal way to portray and create a new refreshed, revitalized version of Black Widow. Similar to Hawkeye, whose first name is Max. We don't know his surname. Um, Hawkeye was actually, <laughs> his DNA was thrown together with the DNA of a hawk. So he has wings and Holy he God, has... you are not kidding. Uh, no, I'm not kidding at all. Yeah, he was literally just thrown together. His DNA was combined to that with the DNA of a hawk. And so he has wings um, he has the flight, you know, he essentially serves as kind of a scout. Um, he's got some, you know, his hands are a little weirdly shaped. He's got kind of the talons looking thing. Um, and he's actually a very, very big drinker, um, just for whatever reason. It's just a big part of his character. Not entirely uh, sure probably, why. Probably, probably because what has been happening to him. You know what? Yeah, everything that's happened to him. So, yeah, those are the two that kind of take everything uh, the most literally. Um, we also have Roberta Mendez um, masquerading as, well, not masquerading as, she is the Captain America in this universe. Um, so she's got all the sort of like cool bells and whistles. She's got the uniform. Um, she has the energy shield, which is a little bit different than the vibranium shield. Um, it's like a modified version of the vibranium shield, essentially. And she actually has a interesting sort of thing built into her character it's very sort of like winter soldier-esque where she has trigger words so there's a number of trigger words that will change her personality whether it's roberta or she's taking up captain america's role um so she has three main ones and a backup fail safe um so the first one is assemble which is pretty you know basic you know turns roberta into cap avengers assemble same sort of thing roberta into cap again dismissed turns cap to roberta and if none of those work and she is sort of like stuck there is a fail safe you ready for this the fail safe trigger word it's more like a trigger sentence is here's the boogie woogie bugle boy from company b and so that's cap <laughs> to roberta so that is if she is stuck in captain america's state you got to somehow get that sentence out in time before she takes you down to bring her back to her normal self. So it's really, honestly, as silly as the final failsafe one is, I think they did that on purpose just for the readers to be like, what the hell is this? I think it's awesome to build that into a character. Um, I mean, just the idea of like sleeper agents and stuff like that. I love that growing up as a kid, which is the, one of the reasons I fell so head over heels for the winter soldier and Captain America and that kind of stuff. But like, the trigger words themselves are it, – it's a really interesting narrative device, and I'm really glad that they wrote this into this version of Captain America. I just wish that we saw it a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, you it, it will change her to either Roberta or Captain America against her will. She literally has that built into her. And before I you know go a little bit further on a rant or anything, they also have Hercules on the team, Vision, and an Iron Man. Um, the Iron Man goes by uh, the name Sonny. So it's a little bit of a different character than the Iron Man that, you know, we know and love. Um, not too much about him um, that is, like, crazy different. Um, his suit's cool. It's a little bit bigger. But, yeah, that's the basic team right there. So, like I said, there's not a lot on him. There's not a huge number of members either, which is kind of nice. 
it kind of keeps them sort of like not constrained, but it's a nice little vignette of Avengers from the future type thing. You know, whether there are some silly aspects to them, they're still very enjoyable to read and sort of uh, be involved with. Um, And I mentioned that they had a run in with another team um, and that team is the Defenders. So these defenders take up sort of a different role. They're not the defenders that you know and love. Um, So they are the Silver Surfer, um, Strange, which we talked about in our Doctor Strange episode, Um, Submariner as sort of like an Aquaman type thing. We have Hulk. We have Valkyrie, also known as Brunhilde. Um, So yeah, the team is Silver Surfer, Strange, Submariner, Hulk, and Valkyrie. And those are the defenders. And the 2099 Avengers run into them um, because the Defenders sort of focus on the downtown, sort of the slums of the city. And the Avengers focus on sort of like the uptown sort of section of the city. Um, So it's kind of like a everyday hero for the people and more of a hoity-toity, we show up when the police call us type thing. You know, doesn't necessarily (laughs) gate them, doesn't make anything wrong with them, but... These two teams kind of coexist um, within this space. Um, And there is actually sort of a law that's built into place that any superhuman that isn't affiliated with Alchemex is considered a criminal. um, And it brings a whole big political discussion about it. um, And and eventually the Avengers of 2099 and the Defenders have to team up to fight the Dweller in Darkness. Um, and it sort of brings about the end of the event and a, a little bit of a reckoning. I won't exactly say what happens because, like I said, there's not a lot of information on this Avengers team, so I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Um, but, yeah, really creative look at the Avengers, in my opinion. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm. it's kind of a nice feeling for me also to know that I kind of blew your mind there, Zach, when I was like, oh, yeah, Max is just – a." combination of a hawk and a man like well, literally that's what we're talking about it's funny i know i read this i know i read this i forgot entirely yeah. about their hawkeye the only people that really stood out to me was their captain america their black widow and their and some members of the defenders like that was it and like the whole storyline i was like all right this is cool what for specifically with with their black widow i was like this this stuff is too literal like, why? Why must <laughs> yeah. you do this? And then it's funny that you were, we got to speak a little bit about the, the Defenders. Their Silver Surfer is the Silver Surfer that you're thinking of, people. Mm, That's the yeah. same person. He's lived this entire time. that. Yeah. Right. Well, it's fine. Don't worry about it. He they, He's lived this entire time. The Hercules, I mean, it's Hercules. Yeah. He's like the Thor. He can live God's this long. Brunhilde, Valkyrie, same thing. She's a Valkyrie. She's immortal. I wouldn't say really immortal, but like you know what I mean. Longevity. She got very. She has a really long life. She'd still be killed, but she can live forever. Yeah. You know, their Hulk is not Bruce Banner. It's a different Hulk. He he looks weirder, but that's okay because whatever. It's still Hulk. Yeah, it's still a Hulk. That's fine. But like and like their Submariner. I don't even know if their Submariner is truly Atlantean. I think he might be like. No, I'm pretty sure he's he's a stand-in. He's he's a hybrid. Right. He gave himself the. Atlantean DNA. Okay, that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah. Like 2099, the reason why, and I feel like 2099, the reason why a lot of it is not well known is because for them in their, that storyline, that continuity, they don't fully remember, they don't really have all the records from the Golden Age of Heroes that we, that we the audience know of. You know, they've got like, if I remember correctly, they've got a cult that worships Thor, but they're 
you know, they're going about it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got like their own Punisher. They've got their own Ghost Rider that's less spirits and more like a AI a, per- an a-, a person turned into AI. Like they've got their own history, their own version of all these characters. But you know, nobody cares. I feel like a lot of people don't care about 2099 other than Spider-Man 2099 is because they don't show up. Like Miguel yeah. has time traveled into six one. I say time traveled again, dimension hopping, whatever you want to call it. He has time traveled in his own Earth past to end up in on Earth 616, and he's interacted with like Peter Parker and stuff. None of these other guys have even done that. Yeah. Like 2099 like, is a big deal, and 2099 is surprisingly slept on in the Marvel. It universe. really is. There's a lot off, of really good content in 2099. Yeah. Like this team of this, also this Avengers team. This is also an alternate version of the Avengers of the original 2099 storylines. Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, because I did look into it, I think this team might be better. Because Honestly, I think. I don't know if better is the right word for me personally. More interesting. Yeah, I would say the creative aspect of this Avengers team is kind of unparalleled to a lot of the other ones that you're going to see. Simply because it's so small and it's like weirdly creative, but also on the nose at the same time. Right, which is which is actually super super. And then the the Alchemex thing, considering any other super any other like super super being is a criminal automatically. That's yeah. taking that is taking the Superhuman Registration Act to the extreme, but also you have to remember this era is corporate run. There are really no governments. There's yeah. the corporations run everything, unless you're Latveria or Wakanda, apparently, because you know <laughs> <laughs> hoarding wealth is the name of their game. <laughs> well, unless you're Atlantis, Wakanda, or Latveria, you still have a government and it is run your way. But anyway, true off topic. <laughs> But this this team, and even then, Miguel Stone. It's yeah. so weird for me to say that. Weird for me to say instead of O'Hara. Yeah, but it's weird Miguel, that it stops and doesn't keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this, his name should be Irish, not not Stone. It should have an O in there. But anyway, yeah, not Stone O'Hara. But Miguel is also still has the spider powers in this in this version, which I thought was cool because I was like, I remember reading it and I went. Oh, he's just the leader. He just runs the play. He runs Alchemix. All right. I don't like this version. And then something happened that he had to get involved, and he and he used his he had spider powers. His like his fangs came out, his claws came out. I'm like, oh, okay. We still got a Spider-Man here. He's just not Spider-Man. Okay. Weird. Just a but little bit different. We I'm sure. Well, if we haven't spoken about Miguel O'Hara in a Spider-Man episode, we're definitely gonna do it in another part because this guy is dope. But oh yeah. These Avengers teams. I know this might this you know seems like a little short. We only talked about four teams, but it's because we talked about so much. Because we could have had a whole episode on the Avengers alone, like the OG Easily. Avengers. Easily. But we wanted to mention some other teams, and we always try to do like, all right, these are the ones you know. These are the guys who are kind of known, and then these are the guys that a lot of people don't, are like, what? Yeah. Never <laughs> heard of this. <laughs> right. The like the Avengers 2099 that you mentioned, Chris. They got yeah. what? One volume? Yeah, if that. They got yeah, one story. They, they got a couple issues, like one volume, and they have, I believe, five issues. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to now do recommendations. 2099, Avengers, Secret Wars 2099, issues yep. one to five. That's it. There you go. Piece of cake. <laughs> That's them. Yep. That's a, I believe they, once again, some members show up on other yep. issues, but I get, if, if it's not the whole team, we're not recommending that. 
Yeah, but once again, even though you don't get a very long run, the content is good. I want to stress that enough. With 2099, Mm -hmm. it seems to be the writers, whoever it is that's in charge of the 2099 aspect over at Marvel, um, whatever they do, they seem to focus on quality, not quantity. So Mm -hmm. when you get 2099, you don't get a lot of 2099, but what you do get is really, really good. I want to stress that. I don't know that I've mentioned that because we've talked about 2099 in the past a bunch of times, but I don't know that I've stressed just how good their content can be and how excellent their arcs are and how, yeah. you know, on top of it, creative their characters can get too. Just so creative. And it's like, yeah, all right, you got a Black Widow, you got a Hawkeye. No, we're taking this stuff literal. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Even then, their vision, if I remember correctly, shows up for one panel. You learn nothing about their vision, and then that's it. And I'm like, what? I was like, I remember reading it. I went, we're not going to mention that. We're not going to talk. Okay, we're going to keep going with this story. It's fine. But that's the point. They wanted to hook you on and maybe be like, hey, well, maybe we will write more. Yeah. I say I don't think they did, but hey, they're still pretty good. Young Avengers. You want to read them? Young Avengers. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Young Avengers. You get, yep, issues 1 to 12. Uh, You get Civil War 1 through 6. Uh, you get the Secret Invasion, Runaways, and Young Avengers 1 through 4. Um, and then you get Avengers, The Children's Crusade. If I was going to recommend any out of those, I would say probably Civil War, Secret Invasion, or Children's Crusade. All three very, very solid arcs. Yes, very good. And there's the other team with Miss America and Kid Loki have their own Young Avengers. But we, you know, we're trying not to say, oh, just go read Young Avengers. Go read Avengers. Go read Batman. Whatever. Like... But this, you want the OG Young Avengers, you got to read the first volume of the Young Avengers. Because mm-hmm. that, that storyline also was just so good. Yeah. Dark Avengers, yes, go read Dark Avengers, uh, Doi, <laughs> but also read Siege. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. New Avengers. Yeah, New Avengers. 16, and yeah. then 19 to 23, if I remember correctly, Chris. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a bit of a split there. So they have issue 16, and then there's a three-issue break, and then they come back for the next, like, four issues after that. Yeah, sometimes comic books just do that. Usually it's uh, it might be, like, an annual happened. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, to my knowledge, now, I'm, I have to look into this. Pretty sure Marvel does annuals, too. If they don't, then, then DC has a monopoly on annuals. But that's, <laughs> anyway, and then the Avengers. We're not going to tell you go read Avengers because there's way too much. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, you know, if, um, go read Infinity. That's pretty good. You yeah. read Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and the New Avengers, Onslaught, Marvel Universe, Civil War, both Civil Wars, Civil mm-hmm. War 1 and 2, Avengers vs. X-Men. Highly, highly recommend that one. Yeah. Avengers Disassembled, The Avengers Initiative, King in Black, which just, which is ending, or if not has ended already. And then Avengers Volume 8, or as I like to say, a lot of us might say, Jason Aaron's run. So that's the current Avengers team. Also, Empire. That Ooh, was yeah. That was really good. I was kind of confused a little bit of what was happening, but that does not put a demerit on that whole event. Only reason I was confused is because I had no idea fully which one, which uh, about the antagonists, because apparently they had a history, and I went, "You guys have a hit? What? You have a history?" I know, surprise. I didn't know a whole lot, but this was my reintroduction into those antagonists. Me, it just took me a little bit because I was like, mm. who are these people? Mm. But yeah, that's, Empire, a, that's a nice one to mention that I didn't think of. Yeah, Empire, it's uh, 
It's spelled like Empire, but replace the I with a Y. I yeah. don't know why there was there's a Y instead of an I. Call up Marvel people. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Ask them. Yeah, we can't tell you that. <laughs> yep. So that was the Avengers. Well, at least some of them. <laughs> yeah, some of them. Yeah, we have barely scratched the surface with this incredibly overwhelming and incredibly including team. So we will definitely have a sequel episode, if not a, a, a threepwill episode. What do you say for the third? A third episode. Maybe we'll go into a fourth. I'm not sure. Zach and I still need to figure out just what teams we want to talk about, which ones we think might be crap, which ones we think might be funny. But you know for sure at the end of this episode this is not the last that you've heard of the Avengers from us. No, definitely not. So join us next time for more comic book knowledge.